You are listening to Bicycle Retail Radio, brought to you by the National Bicycle Dealers Association. The NBDA would like to offer a sincere note of thanks to Associate Member Bike Exchange for their continued support of the NBDA and retailers at large. BikeExchange.com is the world's leading bicycle marketplace. Across eight countries, Bike Exchange prides itself as being the one-stop destination to buy, sell, and find everything bike. Since 2007, Bike Exchange has fueled the passion to ride by making it easy to buy and sell online. They connect with consumers everywhere to find, research, and buy all their related cycling needs through their marketplace. They also support and connect hundreds of retail bike stores and brands throughout the world. Bike Exchange is committed to helping people find the right cycling product in a single location and is considered the online destination for all things bicycles. Connecting your retail location to Bike Exchange is free and you pay a commission only on what you sell. Join Bike Exchange today and you'll receive a free one-year membership to the Professional Bike Mechanics Association and a free copy of the NBDA Cost of Doing Business Report. This membership and research has a combined value of $750, and it is being provided free of charge to bike retailers that join Bike Exchange today. Learn more at bikeexchange.com. Welcome to another episode of Bicycle Retail Radio produced by the National Bicycle Dealers Association. This is Heather Mason, MBDA President. Specialty bicycle retailers are the heart of the cycling industry. And since 1946, the MBDA has existed to strengthen these businesses through education, research, communication, and advocacy. When we create thriving bicycle retailers, the industry and the cycling community follows. The NBDA is a nonprofit supported by the membership of participating retailers and industry partners. If you're not already a member, you can learn more and join online at nbda.com. Today's guest is Jessica Hill, Director of Sales at Abiton eBikes. A professional career spanning decades, Jessica is a creative, dedicated, and highly motivated leader. Aventon is a brand and manufacturer of electric bicycles whose headquarters are in Bray, California. Aventon was founded in 2012 and was originally a fixed gear bicycle company before moving into the e-bike market in 2018. Since then, the company has released numerous models of e-bikes, with many of these e-bikes winning recognition throughout the industry. Since the initial lockdowns of the COVID-19 pandemic, Aventon and the electric bike industry as a whole has witnessed explosive growth. Listen in and learn more about starting in the bicycle industry, Aventon as a company, consumer e-bike trends, and expectations forward. There's lots to unpack here. I'm so excited to welcome Jessica to Bicycle Retail Radio. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled to have this conversation today. Oh my God. I have had so many conversations with retailers as of late, talking about Aventon, talking about the brand, and just our network just connected us like magic. And it was awesome. So it's just been just a couple of weeks, but it's been great to get to know you and the brand in general. So I want to rewind and give our listeners a little bit of information about you because off air and getting to know you, I know that you have, you've come into this role from another industry. So I want to learn a little bit about, you know, who Jessica is and what you were doing before your position now. Absolutely. So about 10 years ago, 15 even, I had a passion for interior design. And I went to college and I got out of college and figured, gosh, what am I going to do with all this knowledge? And I found myself intrigued by the window treatment industry. Now, granted, window treatments are something that we all need. A blind will help you sleep. A drapery will help you keep warm or cool. But really, I was looking for something that people really loved, that they were passionate about. That's really what drew me to interior design. So before before I came to work at Aventon, I worked with Smith & Noble. So they are a company who creates custom window treatments. I was a senior regional manager who had a team of interior designers that went in and out of homes creating beautiful window treatments. 
Now, I realize that that seems a little unconventional about how I'm sitting with you here today, Heather, (laughs) but let me tell you. So when I'm looking at that customer who is willing to purchase $3,000 worth of draperies for their window, they're a person who has passion, who cares about what their home looks like, and ultimately is looking for something that they can do to really be inspired and have something that's just their own. And I have to tell you, that's the event and customer as well. So if someone is willing to spend $3,000 on a drapery, that same person is probably willing to spend $2,000 on an e-bike. And the same kind of thought process applies. They are someone who's excited about their new purchase, who probably has done some research and really thought about what they're going to invest their money in. And they're looking for a new community. They're looking to get involved in something that maybe they hadn't been involved before. Very often we hear that customers are saving up to purchase one of our bikes. And I love that I get to be a part of that process. So it was absolutely that kind of customer, the part of the industry that drew me to Aventon and absolutely the bike industry. I love that you're here. I can tell your passion for what you do. So as director of sales, are you located then in California working at the headquarters every day? I am. I'm currently in the headquarters right now as we connect. So we are here in California, Southern California. But I have to tell you, I have lived all over the country. I've lived in Minnesota and Alabama, North Carolina, Colorado. So I know a thing or two about where our dealers are located. So the bicycle industry, I mean, what do you think so far? I, you know, it's been a little bit of time now. Have you been just making a lot of networks and really enjoying your time in the industry to date? Absolutely. I have had the most warm welcome. I certainly have had connections such as you and I, Beeline Connect. I would love to get into that more. But ultimately, our dealers have really welcomed me with open arms. They are willing to answer questions. They're willing to share their knowledge. They're also willing to give me hard feedback. I mean, believe me, it's not all fun. <laughs> you know, sometimes they have to write that email, they need that phone call to really tell me what we need to do next. And I'm so grateful for that partnership and that transparency. And I'm doing everything I can to make sure that I'm providing that trust and transparency back to them. Yeah, I can't imagine. There's been so much growth just in the past two years with the COVID and the surge of cycling and taking this role as director of sales. I'm really interested to get into your relationship with retailers and working with Beeline Connect. Before we do that, for our listeners who maybe aren't familiar with Aventon, you can go online. It's aventon.com. But uh, if you could, Jessica, just give us some overview of the brand, when Aventon got started, and just a better kind of lay it out for us. Give us us the juice. Absolutely. So our founder and CEO, his name is JW. He is a visionary. He's everything you want in that founder. He's smart and he's thoughtful and he really cares about the bike industry. So about 10 years ago, he saw a niche for our fixie bikes and he thought, I can do this. So he, sure enough, his family was already in manufacturing. He took a little corner of one of the manufacturing buildings and decided to go to town and create the first few Aventon bikes. Now, actually, we have some of the posters from the races that those bikes were in and a couple of the medals from the races that we won, too, sitting right here in the corporate office. But once we got through the fixies about five years ago... JW struck again, he realized that there was this market for e-bikes in the U.S. And so he brought them over. He really started to be thoughtful, understanding what some of the other brands were doing and figuring out how to create a beautiful bike that's high quality and an accessible price. So no matter what we're doing, those are the three things we're always focused on. And so about five years ago, he started just driving it around in his van, actually saying, here, bike dealer, come ride my bike. And it was there that really the e-bike portion of Aventon was born. Actually, one of my sales managers was in the van with JW 
peddling those first couple of prototypes, trying to make this go. So it's really this kind of love. It's this passion that's happened for Aventon. So since then, I mean, no one could have seen COVID happening, but thank goodness it did in some spaces because we're really in a place in the bike industry where we're changing the game. Now, granted, there's many horrible things that have come from COVID, but this growth, this resurgence, this new riders that we're seeing in the industry is something that we can all celebrate. And I'm always looking for the positive side of things. Um, So we are looking here as we are headed into 2022, you know, we're almost halfway through, but over the last two years, we've had 600% growth. I mean, that is no joke. (laughs) No joke. That is no joke. Congratulations. Thank you so much. We're so proud, but really, I mean, the growth is exciting. It's fun to see on the charts, but ultimately that means that there are so many more people riding a Venton. That means there are so many new riders. That means that there are more retailers out there who get to profit off of becoming partners with a Venton. So even though that 600% feels really good. It means so much more than just dollars in the bank. Yeah. I think the potential in front of you is astronomical. And I was so fortunate that Neil Mack from Beeline Connect connected us. Avaton for me was on the radar just this past fall. We did a big undertaking, a consumer research study where we surveyed 2,500 U.S. consumers about their trends. And in there, we asked about brands and specifically pricing. And you touched on that a little bit, that your prices are really affordable. And consumers came back with, you know, your brand was mentioned most often. So it really opened my eyes. And I was like, we need to get retailers looped in here because this is something if consumers are indicating their preferences that you're meeting their needs as far as price, as far as pedal or throttle, which we'll get into. Um, we need to get retailers on in the loop. So looking into the brand, highly reviewed with Forbes, Bicycling, USA Today. I mean, that must feel really good to be part of a company that's just receiving these accolades like this. It absolutely does. You know, we have been so blessed to have some of this attention and to really be able to tell our story. The articles speak for themselves. But a couple of the things that we've been really happy with what it's done is it's drawing top talent. We have really great people that want to come and be a part of the event and story. We have absolutely dealers who are knocking down our door wanting to come and partner with us. So absolutely. It feels good for the accolades, but I love what it's drawing. It's drawing the people that we need and the people that we want near to. Yeah. All right. So let's get into this a little bit for our listeners. I'm sure there's some retailers who are like, tell me more. Um, So we know the headquarters is in California. Is there a warehouse in the U.S. as well? We do have a warehouse here in Southern California. However, we have quite a few 3PLs across the nation as well and growing and counting. We are trying to make sure that we can get orders out as quickly as possible. And because of our growth, those 3PLs are really giving us the support that we need. That's fantastic. And then let's just talk about an overview of the bikes. So listeners in the show notes will be the link to the website, but just could you speak on that, Jessica? Yes, of course. So we have quite a lineup. We had originally started with our Pace model. So now we do have a Pace 350 and a Pace 500. That's really kind of the cruiser. That's kind of the standard bike. Has a little more comfortable handlebars if you're not used to riding. Still, the 350 goes 20 miles an hour. That 500 can go up to 28 miles an hour. You can have lots of fun on our Pace. We actually just launched our Pace next gen. We had a little refresh not too long ago. So we are still excited to kind of show that off. But beyond that, that's kind of where our e-bikes started. We have really 
tried to round out our options. So we have our Adventure that is a four inch fat tire bike. It's made for that off-roading. It's made for fun. It's heavy, you know, don't get me wrong. But part of that is because it goes fast and you can really go through some of that rugged terrain. That's not quite what you're looking for. We also have our Level. So that's more of our commuter bike. It has a little thicker tire, but it really is something that you can be comfortable. If you're not maybe a cyclist, if you're not used to having some of those riding calluses at first, um, you can certainly find your comfort in the level and really use it to commute back and forth to your, your job, your career. Now, beyond that, we have our cinch, which is our foldable bike. It does come in step over and step through. Um, so we've had a lot of excitement about our step through. It just launched here in February a couple months ago as well. Then we also have our Solterra. Now the Solterra is our most agile bike. It's 41 pounds. It is meant to throw over your shoulder and take up the stairs. It's really the bike that if you're in that urban area, you're looking to have that agility. You're absolutely going to love the Solterra. Sounds like you definitely have a lineup that kind of meets every cyclist, what they're looking for, what their needs are. Oh, I'm so glad you said that. We think so. (laughs) Awesome. So for our retailers wanting to work with your company and bring the bikes into their store or work through Beeline Connect, do you have a dedicated staff that is like retailer support or what's that look like? What's your team look like? Absolutely. So I have to tell you, I'm so proud. When I first started, we had two salespeople handling sales and service. So any warranty issues, any new orders, it was just the two of them. So as of today, we actually have 12 people who are supporting our dealers. (laughs) Yes, we have built out quite a lot. So we have our sales team, of course, we have some business development reps who are really onboarding our dealers as they're coming in. They're looking for those opportunities to partner with more great retailers. We also have our sales team. We have put some management in place so that we can get everything turned around as fast as possible. So we have some of these stop gaps in place. Now with that, we also have a service team that is dedicated to bike shops. So instead of speaking to one of many, you're going to speak to one of four. (laughs) So it absolutely helps create those relationships, know that you can count on them, and they understand the urgency of a bike shop calling with a warranty or a bike shop calling because there was a shipping issue, because we know that means dollars in your pocket and that there's a customer probably standing in your shop. So it absolutely helps to support our dealers. Yeah. And so I want to get into this, Jessica, and I want to learn about your philosophy and how you're using data in the consumer trends you're noticing. Because as e-bikes continue to thrive, it's something as retailers, we're trying to get our, as an industry, actually, we're trying to really get our hands around. So let's just put it out there. I know you sell direct to consumers, but you also work with retailers. And you have spoken to me offline just about how that customer's going in the store, looking, touching, feeling that, you know, that that's a really big part of the shopping experience. Just what, can you speak to the philosophy of selling through both channels and why Aviton chooses to do that? Absolutely. So ultimately, we have a more omni-channel approach to our marketing. We have an amazing marketing team. That's one of the reasons you're hearing all the buzz. So it makes me thrilled. I can't wait to tell them. But ultimately, we understand that consumers, some like to do their research and purchase online. And others do need to walk in the door and sit on the bike and actually use the one that they are about to purchase, that really they're about to invest in. And so instead of cutting it to just one side or the other, we really want to be there to support both. This is where Beeline Connect comes in. So as a customer is checking out on eventin.com, they are finally purchasing that bike that maybe they've been researching for two or even three months. By the time they get down to the end, they're about to pay 
Up Pops Beeline. And that is a place where they will be offered to have a local bike shop build their bike. Now, I will tell you, Aventon, our bikes come about 85% assembled. It's not too, too hard to, to build our bikes, but it does take some know-how and some willingness. So that bike shop offer is so important to our direct-to-consumer customers. So now they can say, oh gosh, yeah, I would rather them build it than me. I would like to pick it up on that date. And so this really connects our D2C customers with our bike shops. Now, ultimately what we're doing is we're saying, here, go to the people who know how to do this. And our customers may not realize that we're actually introducing them to a community we're making sure that they know where to go when something goes wrong, if their bike doesn't feel right, if they need a tune-up, if they pop a tire, any of those kind of things. We're really giving them this resource, this essentially this whole community that will now gather around them and get them excited about their new bike instead of it just kind of showing up and saying, well, what do I do now? The bike shop has that answer, not to mention being able to personalize their bike with accessories and see what everybody else is doing. So we love being able to make that connection for our direct-to-consumer customers and our bike shops. Yeah, it's such a nice thing. So do you have retailers that actually stock the bikes in store then additionally and sell them? And then some retailers that just work as the assembly partner through Beeline Connect? Is that how it works? So currently we have our stocking dealers and we have not taken on any additional retailers who are not stocking dealers to do bike builds at this time. Now, eventually we may end up doing that, but we're still in growth mode. So we are hoping to send you Aventon customers that you'll have Aventon bikes on your shop floor and be that assembly center. Um, and so we're doing this rather strategically because we are looking for those great partners. We're looking for shops that they are willing to help our customers, that we're there to give them those warranty labor reimbursements, that we're really investing in their businesses. I love that. And are you still looking for additional partners at this time? We sure are. We would love to, to talk to you. I know retailers, you're out there. Absolutely check out eventon.com and we have a quick become a dealer form. It's really easy to at least start the conversation. And then our business development reps will be calling. You touched a little bit on your dedicated inside team to help with any warranty issues or whatnot. I think that's so important just for supporting retailers. So I'm so happy to hear that you have those processes in place. Okay, so let's dive into your website and your customer data and what you're seeing as far as trends with e-bikes. I think it's awesome that your website says 11,456 happy customers. Are you guys keeping track for real? Uh, we are keeping track for real. We love to put that out there because honestly, that's why we're doing this. We want people on our bikes. We want people out there enjoying the sunshine and going on paths they've never imagined that they could ride. It's one of the, I think, most enchanting pieces of an e-bike is all of a sudden, a 20-mile bike ride doesn't sound that daunting anymore to a non-cyclist, <laughs> to someone who's new to the game. We've heard tons of stories about people getting out more, connecting with their families more, finding new friends, reconnecting with old friends. And typically, it's because they got their new event in. And we love those stories. Yeah, it's definitely like my, I have an 11 year old son and I'm like, you know, he likes riding, but not as much as myself and my daughter do. So I'm like, we should get him an e-bike so we can all go together. It just <laughs> opens up that possibility. Okay. So I'm sure, as I said, that you're are studying consumers and watching trends and behaviors. Can you speak to anything about what you're seeing that the consumer's are expecting now. After this past couple of years with COVID, I think the buy online, pick up in store, buy whenever you want right there. Is there anything that you're noticing that consumers are expecting that retailers maybe learn from your knowledge on? 
think you nailed it right there. They have higher expectations of the brand, of the retailers in general, for sure. But part of what we're also seeing is they're not slowing down with their spending. They still want e-bikes. We were reviewing Google Analytics. I mean, this is still a hot topic. And so we're thrilled to see that. We are so glad to be in the industry. But beyond just the high demand that we're seeing, we are absolutely understanding their buying habits, the way that it's a little different than traditional bikes. Because an e-bike, maybe you're not having to work so hard, that seasonality is changing slightly. The riding season is a little longer. There's a little more of a tail. You can actually take an adventure of that wheel tire bike out in the snow up there in the north. And so we are seeing some of our consumers starting to change the game, change the forecasts, if you will, of how we have been expecting them to act. We are also absolutely starting to see that they are wanting as quick and easily responses. So we have chat available, we have email, we have phones, we're doing everything we can to make sure that we can speak with you about whatever's happening with your bike, whether you want to get another one or there is a problem, heaven forbid. And so we're really trying to make sure that we have that support for the consumer themselves, but then also for the retailers, because we know that ultimately that's what's going to happen. Our retailers are supporting those same customers. So it really is something that we're seeing. It's about support. It's about availability. And it's watching their habits. It's making sure that we're ready for that little bit of alteration in the seasonality. Bicycle Retail Radio is supported by our NBDA members. All our member benefits can be found at nbda.com. Join the NBDA today. Yeah, definitely our communication is at the core of everything. And what a fantastic tip there for retailers. Be accessible. I love the chat function. Looking at what consumers are looking at as far as e-bikes, I know that there's step-through options. We already spoke that your range is quite diverse to get the off-road rider, the foldable e-bike. Is there styles or configurations that you're noticing that's really trending hot right now? So if a retailer was considering bringing in certain aspect, would you say folding or or that 20-inch urban or step-through versus flat straight bar, anything there? You know, I think retailers would really do well to consider more step-through options because of the typical demographic that we have been enjoying with e-bikes. They do tend to skew a little older. Just for now, you know, we fully expect it to be creeping into some of our younger demographics as well. But that step-through makes it truly accessible for everyone. In the past, it might have been seen as a men's bike or a woman's bike, and that's just not the case any longer. We are absolutely seeing that it doesn't matter who the person is. It's really their preference and really the mobility of their core that is driving that decision much more than their gender. And so that is something that I would be very open to if I was a retailer, is making sure that I have that availability, especially in my bike demos, the ones on the shop floor, make sure that they are easy to ride, make sure they are something that anyone can get on and enjoy because you'll absolutely make more sales that way. The foldables are super cool. You know, our cinch is amazing. People especially love it for RVs. We have so many followers. There's a group on Facebook dedicated to our cinch, which is pretty fun. But really, you know, it's it's a heavy bike when you fold it together. So you want to make sure that your customer is really thinking it all the way through. Also thinking about what kind of car they have, what kind of bike rack they're going to need to put on their car to then put their e-bike up on that trunk. And so some of those pieces I think are really important, but making sure that you are talking through the full experience and not just that one bike. That's such good advice. Really awesome. And I'm thinking as we're speaking about the step through and just the change that used to be like a woman's frame and now it's really accessible to everyone. But I'm sure as you're positioning the products online, I'm sure you get questions on sizing and fit. And that's probably why it's so important to have 
stocking retailers, correct? Exactly right. I will say we are rather proud of our fit guides. So if you were to go to eventin.com, you could go and select whichever bike you think might work for you. And then we'll give you the height requirements. We'll give you some direction about how to purchase correctly. But there is just nothing like actually being on the bike feeling it. How do my arms feel when I'm riding this? How do my legs touch the ground? The saddle will adjust. There are some adjustments that can be made, of course, but it does help to to actually ride that bike. And Jessica, you spoke about the test ride and even just now describing right now, I'm imagining you must have consumers who are like, where can I test ride? Do you think that that's a really important part in the sales process of selling an e-bike is the test ride? I do. I absolutely think it's important for a few different reasons, because an e-bike is similar. If you've never been on one and you get on for the first time, you'll think like, oh, I know what I'm doing. I've got this. And then the second it takes off, the second you hit that throttle and you feel that burst of energy, oh my gosh, there's nothing like it in the world. I mean, everyone just, their whole face lights up with a smile. It's so fun to watch first-time riders. But then you really have to start thinking about how much work you're doing on the bike. How much work do you want to do? Really, what is your use case? And so are you looking for something that you can maybe get a little help up the hills, but really do most of the work on your own? Or are you looking for something that you can enjoy riding with maybe your friends who are avid cyclists, but you really want to be able to keep up. So you'll take the little boost. (laughs) So we, we have a lot of different ways that that works. But ultimately, I think being able to get on that bike, drive it around the parking lot at the shop, it just helps tremendously to even feel like you're making the right choice to be like, oh my gosh, I get to take this home. That is so fun. So I love watching people ride our bikes. I love what you just said to feel that you're making the right choice because when you do ride, you can know I've vetted this. I've felt this. This is the right bike for me. Okay. I'm thinking about the huge amount of success that your company has had And I'm in conversations with retailers almost weekly that are kind of around, okay, we've put the bikes on our website. We're not getting much traction. Where could you contribute your success? Have you had big like test ride events or any tips to retailers? We've talked about the test ride, but is there anything that you've done or your brand has done that's really been like, wow, this worked? You know, we have such a talented marketing team and we are everywhere. I mean, truly, we are headed out on the trail this summer of going to Electrify. We'll be at Outdoor Retailer, the Big Gear Show. I mean, we are making sure that our brand is as visible as possible. And if we can take that thinking and really translate it into our dealers, I think that's exactly what people are looking for is everyone Googles things first, right? If you have an idea of something you want to purchase, you probably go to Google. Google or Amazon. Like that's just human nature anymore. So making sure that you have that visibility. So the website absolutely helps, but I think it's also social media. Are you utilizing Instagram? Are you on TikTok? Are you on Facebook? Are you involved in those groups? Because that's really where consumers are going to say, gosh, what did you think of the bike that you bought? Or gosh, what should I be careful about when I buy this bike? Or even how do I put this together? People are hitting Snapchat or Instagram before they're actually even calling the shop to ask a question. So making sure you have that visibility. And so part of what Aventon does is we have partnered with Promobox. So that is a platform that allows us to curate social media posts for our dealers. We have a couple of beautiful photos, a couple of captions, and we're really able to allow them to say, hey world, I sell Aventon. And it's already branded. It's already linked. It's so easy. You can schedule it ahead of time even. So we are in the midst of building that part of our offering out. But I think visibility is the way to win. I love that. I love you've partnered with Box. We have as well at the MBDA. And we, it's so nice to be able to provide those resources and assets to retailers to just basically reshare. They don't have to go through the trouble themselves to design it. Absolutely. I was in a retailer meeting the other day where a retailer was like, you know what we did this past weekend is we had a test ride event. 
you know, even though we offer test rides all the time, we actually had an event under a tent outside and he was commenting that he was just so amazed the number of people who came out because it was like, you know, a welcome invitation. They didn't feel kind of awkward walking up to the store that day. Like maybe I get to test ride. They knew for sure they were going to. And seeing them on the bike, you know, putting that throttle on, it was like, okay. I mean, he said it was just tremendous. <laughs> oh, I bet. Oh my goodness. So we are looking to have more group rides. So we always have a few models, of course, if we're doing a group ride that someone could come and test drive, but you're giving me some ideas. I'm going to have to shoot my partners a note after this, but with our group rides, we've done one here this year in Brea. So we had a great turnout. Oh my goodness. Seeing everyone show up and, and enjoy, and we had in and out. So that helps for any of you Californians out there on the West coast. But we are looking to actually have more of those group rides around the country. So any of our retailers out there that would be interested, I mean, we're really looking for people who already have a group ride that maybe Eventon could even sponsor, that we could send you some swag, we could send you some merch. So we really want to invest in the community because that's really what I hear when I hear that story is how can we expand this community of riders and give everyone a a place to belong. I love that group e-bike rides. That what a fantastic idea! Why not? Right, making things exactly right for that group. I love that. Okay, wow, so much here. Let's just keep going. I know I've said it a couple times. Pedal assist or throttle? What are your thoughts? Are you noticing that consumers are leaning one way over another? Just yeah. You know, I mean, it, I think it depends on how long they've been riding. To be honest, the bike that they purchased first, currently we have mostly throttle on demand here at Eventon, but we are absolutely always collecting data. So previously we had more of a pedal assist option, but that throttle on demand is something that people really love. They want to feel that kind of jolt. They're really excited by it. So we've been enjoying lots of success from it. I love that. Yeah, it's something we're paying attention to. It's definitely <laughs> some retailers are stocking both where some are still just doing pedal assist. We're going to see how that develops. Thinking about safe places to ride, continue access for e-bikes. That's a hot topic with um, opening up more places to ride. Is there anything that you're doing in that role to encourage more people to ride or just work the advocacy side? You know, we're really paying attention to the local laws and what our lawmakers are expecting of e-bike brands, because we want there to be as many opportunities to ride an e-bike in your local community as possible. So part of what we're doing is looking for more ways to, number one, get involved, but also we're looking to partner with strategic companies who are really doing the hard work. So people for bikes, for instance. Instance. That's one of the partnerships that we've taken on this year. The NVDA is one that we've also taken on. But we're really looking to understand where we can be the most effective, how we can influence some of those laws, and how we can absolutely make sure that people are riding safely, that they're having the most fun, and that we're really being compliant. So part of what we are constantly doing is looking at that class two, class three. You know, what are the the laws that are changing around that? What are the expectations that are changing and making sure that we do have the most accessible bikes possible? Yeah, there is a lot of class one, class two, class three. There's a lot there right now. So it's important that you're staying on top of it. It is. (laughs) Um, All right. So importance of retailers working with brands that do sell direct to consumer. If we had had this conversation two years ago, I don't think we would have gotten very far, but the market has changed and people are realizing that our purchasing in multiple ways. And you said it, we Google things. It's just what we do now. Speaking of that relationships with retailers that you have currently, can you point to any relationships that are really thriving where the relationship has been not negative, but just really good, like plus sizes. You said those accessory sales. So any retailer relationships that are really standing out to you that you're really just proud of and has been just beyond your expectations, I guess. 
Absolutely. So I don't mean to pick favorites, but I do have a few that come to mind. So of course, we are partnered with Eric's. You know, they are such a force in the industry, and we are so excited to be a part of their current offering. We have lots of phone calls with them. We're making sure that we're lockstep and really just sharing knowledge back and forth. Actually, some of Eric's team has been so helpful for onboarding with my experience. I appreciate it so much. But beyond Eric's, we do have Burt's up in the Northeast. We have Bicycle Warehouse down here in San Diego. More recently, actually, we've brought in Sports Warehouse up in San Francisco. I mean, I could go on and on all day long. Actually, Small Planet in Texas is doing such good business. They're such good partners. They actually have a location in Texas and Colorado. So all of these huge players for Aventon, at least right now, Now, those of you I didn't name, don't be too mad at me. (laughs) I have to give my disclaimer. But truly, you know, they are speaking to us. They're giving us feedback. They are telling us what they need. They are making their voice heard and making sure that Aventon is going to be here for years and years to come because they know how much their customers love our bikes. And so that's really the kind of partnerships that we're looking for. But it's also that kind of passion that I think we're all really sharing our knowledge. Like, gosh, this is what's working for me. This is what I need to be successful. And so all of those conversations are really what have brought us to this point and will take us to the next level. I love to hear that because it is, I've been saying this since I stepped into this role like a year and a half ago. I'm like, we have to work together and learn from each other. It's how we get stronger. And you've mentioned some fantastic names there. And I know it's impossible to mention all of them. I shouldn't have even done that to you. I know. (laughs) How dare you? (laughs) Are you getting out and visiting the stores yourself? Have you been able to actually go visit retailers? I know travel has been a little restricted, but... You know, it has because it is lifting, of course. We're sitting in rooms with other people without masks on from time to time now. I do have plans to get out and see more of our shops. So as we are going to some of these trade shows across the next couple of months, I will be visiting our local shops there as well. So we'll head out to Colorado not too long from now. We'll absolutely be in Austin for Electrify. You know, we'll be taking the tour. So I can't wait to walk in the door and see what's going on and shake some hands and really get to know them even better. That is so cool. And I'd be at the big year show, right? Is that- we will. Yes. Yeah. No, I'm really excited for that. Looking forward to it. That's going to be so much fun. Now, are you working with outside sales reps? If retailers listening wanted to connect with you, what does that look like? How do they jumpstart that relationship? I know online there's that, right? So currently we don't have any outdoor reps and that's for a couple of reasons. Of course, because of COVID, you know, that made it super hard to travel, to get people up and running, but we're still growing. We're still in the process of making sure that we have the right people in the right roles. And so at this point, we are having a lot of success just right here out of Brea. I mean, I can see my sales team as we speak. And so we're really looking to continue to build those relationships, to continue to build that trust. And then my sales team will actually be coming on the road with me this summer too. So they will be walking in those same retailers, making those connections. Long-term, we probably will end up with some local reps. We will have that expansion at this point though, I have to tell you, it's happening so quickly that we're really, we're taking so many calls, it would be hard to hit the road too often. I'm sure. I'm sure. This one might, you know, this question just kind of naturally just came into, came to me as we're chatting here. There's so many e-bike brands, I feel like emerging on the market right now. Are you paying attention to this? And any thoughts or considerations if a retailer is like, how do I choose? What would you think are some of the important factors that they should look at? Absolutely. There are so many coming into the space. And of course, we're watching, you know, we want to see what's going on, what other people have. But ultimately, when I'm talking to shops, I would suggest they listen to their customers. 
Who is making their phone ring off the hook? Who is having that customer walk in the door and ask for this brand or this specific model? I would like to say that many times that is a vent in at the moment. Not 100%. I understand there's competitors out there, but I would say really listen to your customers because that's what's going to sell. If you are just figuring out what maybe can give you the most profit margin or you're trying, you know, what can you get the fastest? Those are not always the tells of what your customers will purchase, but really keeping track, talking to your sales team, making sure you're communicating with your database and really understanding who it is that they're looking for. So you have what they want. Yeah. Lots of product coming in the pipeline. What can you share? Anything? Is there anything in the future that we can expect to see from you? Well, so this, I think, we'll post in a couple of weeks, so I can give you a little bit of an update. Um, So our cinch foldable bike is coming with a refresh. Um, So that's all I can say for now, but I think you will be excited. A couple of new features, new paint job. It'll be beautiful. Later on this year, we do have a few new refreshes to some of our great models, too. So lots to come for 2020 in Aventon. I love to hear that. That's really cool. And thinking about keeping all these new cyclists engaged with us, all the people who found our sport in the past, you know, 24 months, and hopefully we'll continue to find our sport. Any tips for retailers or the industry at large, just on how we continue to keep these cyclists engaged, maybe what that communication looks like or anything that you're doing as a company to continue the outreach? You know, we're telling a lot of stories. I think that's really what people respond the most to is they want to see themselves in the space. So making sure that when you have that person walking in your door and they've purchased their first e-bike, capture their story. What made you come in today? You know, can I snap a picture of you and your new bike? I would love to put this on my Instagram. Something like that, I think, goes such a long way because people really do love to see themselves there. But even beyond that, is this your hundredth ride? Is this your hundredth mile? What are those milestones? Celebrate some of those with your customers, especially on e-bikes, you know, we have the displays. It can be connected to your phone. There's so many easier ways to keep track of your metrics. Have them shout you out. Oh my goodness. You know, check it out. I got my bike only two months ago and I've already gone this far. Building that community and having that visibility because people connect with people. That's really what we're all here trying to do. That sunshine, the community, it's where it's at. It seems so simple, but it's so true. It's so <laughs> true. Okay, future of the industry, enabling customer experiences, meeting customers where they're at, the continued success I, I'm sure that e-bikes will see in the U.S. Any thoughts that you would wrap us up there with on the future of the industry? I think the industry will continue to thrive. I think people have for as long as we can imagine, have had to need some kind of way of transporting themselves from place to place. And so an e-bike makes it a little easier and a little more fun than driving in a car, doesn't it? But ultimately, I think we will continue to see people excited about exercise, excited about enjoying this newness that they're engaging in. But ultimately, I think we will see it become a culture shift. I think we will absolutely see families where they are cyclists. They have e-bikes. It's just what they do instead of kind of something new that they're just trying out. I also think the industry is going to see much more of an omni-channel. I think it's going to have that kind of blurred line between D to C and B to B. And we welcome it. We're excited for it because we both need each other. We need the event and website to well inform our consumers and we need the dealers so they can walk in the door and get on that bike and feel that rush and feel how exciting it is. So we don't anticipate the industry lifting anytime soon. We are so excited to be a part of it and truth be told, we can't wait for new writers. Right. Yeah. I'm so excited that you're part of our industry and it's refreshing to have your take just on working with retailers and just your view on the industry as 
you know, I mean, what do you think about the bike industry? Are you pretty stoked on it? (laughs) I'm completely stoked on it. You know, I think for so long, my sales team, they have been riders. They come in and they're like, oh, I rode 40 miles on my bike this weekend. And at first it blew my mind. I honestly couldn't believe it. But now I see the passion and I see the excitement and I get it. And it makes me excited to jump out of bed every single morning. I can't wait to figure out what we're going to build next what we're going to be able to offer our retailers next. I can't wait to hear the hard stuff and solve for it. I can't wait to hear the great stories and why they need more bikes today. So every single day, I am just so excited to be a part of this. I mean, I got to tell you, you're so the right person for the role. You're totally awesome. Your energy is contagious. Working with retailers, we have this program at the MBDA called Bicycle Retailers Excellence Award. And it's an award we give out to retailers every year to really appreciate it and acknowledge their excellence in retail. Working with retailers, bicycle retailers, what does that mean to you? I'm interested because, you know, you have just a shorter period in the industry so far. So what qualities stand out to you that are really traits of an excellent bicycle retailer? You know, I really think about this probably more often than you would think, because this is my every day. You know, when I am thinking about what to do next in my day, it's what do the dealers need ultimately. But when I'm looking at excellence, when I'm really thinking about that award, I'm looking for someone who absolutely invests in the industry. You know, it'd be easy to just say, oh, you bought the most, here's your award. But I think it's so much more than that. I think it's a dealer, a retailer who is invested in the entire industry and bettering the industry, is helping their fellow retailers, is sharing some of their secrets, who sees that there's enough for us all. And together, we're much stronger than we are independently. And so when I'm looking at associations like the NBDA, I see some of that. I see the mentors and the programs and the groups. And those are the retailers that I'm looking for. I I love that they're doing that. So when I'm thinking excellence, it's so much more than dollars. It's so much more than bikes even. It is that that overall health and partnership that comes from being that excellent retailer. Oh gosh, yeah. I'm so with you. It's that peer-to-peer sharing your what you've learned over the course of your years in the industry. I shared an email recently, Chris Kegel from Wheel and Sprocket said, we're not competing with each other. We're competing with golf or tennis. And it's so true, right? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Walkers even, right? We got to get them on bikes. I'm so looking forward to seeing you at the Big Gear Show. If people who are listening to this podcast want to reach out to you or connect to someone on your team, maybe want to learn more about bringing the brand into their store, could you share a contact or best way forward? Absolutely. Please feel free to email me directly, Jessica Hill. My email address is jhill at aventon, A-V-E-N-T-O-N.com. I would love to interact with you. I'd love to answer questions, hear your stories, or maybe even have a new partner. So I would love to talk to you. I love that. Listeners, please reach out to Jessica. Welcome her to our industry. Send her a note. Let her know that you heard her on Bicycle Retail Radio. Thank you for taking time to talk more about the brand, to come on Bicycle Retail Radio. It's so awesome to have another woman in our bicycle industry. (laughs) Welcome. So for our listeners, thank you for listening. This podcast is designed specifically for the bicycle industry. A special thanks again to Jessica. I will catch up with her at the Big Gear Show. And if you're headed to the show, make sure you look for her there as well. If this is your first episode, we urge you to take a listen to the past episodes. Awesomely enough, Jessica, when I first met her, said, I was listening to one of your podcasts. So it came full circle. So definitely reach out. Let her know you heard her on the podcast as well. If you'd like to support the show, go ahead, share your favorite episode with friends. You can go one step further and leave a review. And a special thanks to MBDA Development Director Rochelle Scouten for the editing and promotional graphics that are going with today's episode. To MBDA members and cyclists worldwide, we appreciate you. Thank you for being you. Thank you for showing up each day. 
And with this we go. This has been Bicycle Retail Radio by the National Bicycle Dealers Association. For more information on membership and member benefits, join us at nbda.com. <music>